welcome back to season four. Four? Four. Four. Season four, because we're on book okay. four. <laughs> season four. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. back. <laughs> season four, YA at heart, are very, very avid readers and faithful listeners. Thank you so much for joining us. We are, again, getting into The Cruel Prince by Holly Black. And we read chapters one through eight, and um, we got the stuff. best way that I can we, put we this it. is we, got we have stuff. things to say. <laughs> Correct. First off, I was on the struggle bus. Mm. Uh, the these first eight, I couldn't get sucked in. The first eight chapters, it was hard. Could not it get sucked difficult. in at all, and like it was exactly, it was super difficult. Comment if if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming that the second book might actually be better than the first book because I understand that like in first in first books in series, the author sometimes has to build a world, build the characters and like, you know, get you going before the story actually gets mm-hmm. good. So I'm wondering if that is the case here in the sense of she took this entire first book to build the world build the characters and you get kind of a good backstory well, on them before it actually gets like, you know how we always say we're readers, we're like, we need the ball rolling immediately. Yeah. I'm wondering if maybe the second book is like that. Whereas this book was a lot of backstory, a lot of explanation, a lot of world building, a lot of trying to get you into the fey world. And then maybe the second book is like, okay, we could just have the ball rolling. You know, the characters, you know, who's important, you know, who's not important. And we could just keep I going. I guess, like, I can see it like that. But it just felt like, for me, she was focusing so much on world building that I mm. kind of don't know who some of the people are as characters. And, like, we'll get into it, like, as we're discussing the chapters. But it's like, you know, her sisters, for example. It's very, like, off-the-top, basic-level character, you know? Like, I didn't yeah. feel like I got... And yeah. then, granted, yes, it is only the first eight chapters, but it's also... The first eight chapters, you know? I feel like I should know something more about these characters rather than, you know, the the basic, basic personalities. It's just, I don't know. It it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't doing it for me. Okay, here's, here's a question for you. Have you read a Faye book before? No. Okay. But I get that she was trying to take people on this magical ride, but Mm -hmm. at a certain time, I'm just like, there's a point where they're walking through, um, like, these little aisles or whatever to get to school. Like, these yeah, islands. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, and we passed the shimmering lake with mermaids as they were splashing around and da 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 And I was like, okay, but you guys are supposed to be having a, like, serious conversation about something that's going on. I don't need to know about the mermaids that are doing backflips and figure eights and shit in the lake over there. In the I want to know what's going on. Yeah. Like... Right here. So, with that being said, we can we can jump into it and kind of like explain a little bit more why we weren't really feeling it the way that okay. I thought it was going to pop off. And Ashley and I started doing something new this time around. We started tabbing our books. We started keeping oh, yeah. tabs. So, um, when I get confused, <laughs> I start putting I start putting little tabs in there. So. <laughs> Listen, if you've if you've tuned in to our IG, you know I was over in Seattle for the weekend. And so I'm looking at Morgan's books and I'm like, Morgan, what's going on 
here? Why is there tabs here and tabs here? And she's like, listen, those pages are pages that I've had to read over and over and over again because I don't understand yes. what's going yes. on. It's like, I don't understand. I'm so lost. I'm so lost. So I was like, oh, it's, it's, a, okay. whole, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So right off the bat, um, we start off with this fairy poem, which I thought was very like wait, odd. Oh, wait. what? Let's start. Let's start off with the map. Oh, the so map. Right okay. off the bat, we have a map of the world that we're about yeah. to enter, and so the map is called Map of the Shifting Isles of Elf Elfham. Elfham? Elfham. I think it's Elfham. I'm going to assume it's Elfham. And then from there, we have like Crooked Forest, Place of Elfham, Milkwood, Modox, Stronghold, Hollow Hall. Some of these places she definitely did talk about in the chapters that we were in or that yeah. we read. Um, and some of these places I don't think she mentioned at all. But essentially, when you first open the book, you get a just kind of an overall view of like, the world that you'll be entering in that is the fey world and like some of the photos definitely are fantastic wait how do you say fantastical (laughs) is it fantastical (laughs) um but yeah after the map is when you end up with this poem and it says book one and then the poem you want to read the poem i I don't really want to read the poem because it's creepy but i get the gist of the poem which is basically like we were saying the gist of these first eight chapters where He's saying that, oh, fairy children get treated so well and they're so well off and oh, yeah. how great it would be to be a fairy child. I wish that I was a fairy child. That's basically right. the first eight chapters right. of this book. Legit. I was talking to Morgan not too long ago and I was just like, um, we could summarize the first eight chapters right here now in like five minutes. It's it's the main character saying I want to be a fae child or I want to be a fae person and like being upset that she's not a fae person. And then her half, her sister who is half fae is like, doesn't want to be fae and would prefer to live in the mortal realm. And like, it was just very much, I was like, the first eight chapters are summed up in like five yeah, minutes. <laughs> yeah. It was very just like, very just like, bleh, okay. Like, okay. Yeah. So it has that. And then it's jumping the, into the, it's the book one. It's a prologue, right? Prologue is first, yeah. so and um, all I have to say is the prologue was like reading a Jerry Springer episode. Yeah! Yes! Yes! I read that and I was like, this could have been on Jerry Springer. I was like, this is definitely a Jerry Springer episode. I'm guaranteeing you there is an episode just like this on Jerry Springer. They show it at home. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. You gotta you gotta Yo. provide some cuts. So they're chilling at home. It's okay, so we have okay, we have the main characters, right? Jude. Okay, so the main character is yes. Jude. She's the middle yes. sister. Okay, there's well, three that's sisters. Technically her and so Taryn Jude, are twins. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But I but the way they seem to describe her the way they seem to describe Taryn, she seems like, like very she's the baby. Uh, young. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's exactly. the baby of the twins. So to me, the way I'm reading it, Jude is the middle child, even though her and, and Taryn are, are yeah. twins. And then you have how do you Viviana? Vivi- Vivian. I think it's Vivian. So then you have Vivian, who is the oldest, and she doesn't look like her sisters. Jude and Taryn and Tarion look exactly like granted they're twins, but they're they they have human features, whereas Vivian 
doesn't. She's got pointy ears. Her eyes are shaped a little weird and things like that. So, like, they make it a point to definitely emphasize that. So, the family, the sisters, the mom, the dad, they're having a day. Mom is making uh, burgers. Whatever she's making. She's making something in the kitchen. She was in the kitchen. <laughs> All right, she was in the kitchen. She's making burgers. It's, to be honest, the way that they seem to describe their life, it seemed very mundane. Right. It was just it seemed very, very like, normal. Uh, it was very normal. Yes. And then there's a knock at the door, and Jude goes to open the door, and there's a guy standing there, and he's very similar to Vivian. And <laughs> then next thing you know, she's like, Mom! The paternity test And her mom shows determines. up. Yeah. Her mom shows up, and her mom's like, fuck. To which the dude is like, whose child is this? Whose child is this? And I was just like, okay. I was like, what are we getting into? Right. And at first I was like, oh, wait, is he like, is this Jude? Her yeah, dad. Is this her dad? Yes. Like, does she have That's what all I thought. his kids? But no. Right. <laughs> Turns no. out. No. She actually, uh, Vivian, like you said, is his child. And she yes. faked her death to get away from this dude. Faked her death, okay. bro. Hold on. Can we take a minute? Can we take a minute? Because let's take a minute. Because we find out that this man who shows up, his name is Madoc. It's Madoc or Madoc? It's Madoc. I've been saying, in my mind, is it in Madoc? my mind, I've been saying Madoc. But I think Madoc is, Madoc been, sounds better. I've been saying yeah, Madoc. I'm going to yeah, say Madoc okay. from now on. All right. We find out this dude's name is Madoc. And then we find out this man has a whole, I'm assuming is like a mansion and he's like a general and stuff. And I'm sitting here after I read the prologue and I'm like, so this chick faked her death, left the fey world, left a life of luxury and stuff to live in the mortal realm with a regular Joe and just be making stale ass coffee. Uh, uh, uh. He had an ax. He was a lumberjack. Again, regular Joe, and me making stale ass coffee and just like regular ass burger. No, what? But because, because, like we find out later in the book, the Fey world and people in Fairy don't like mortals. So okay, but then why did he marry a mortal? Because he liked her. Duh. Why did <laughs> exactly? Okay, that's that was okay. My whole thing was if the Fae people don't like mortals as much as they claim they don't like them, then what the hell did he like? He had no business marrying. But one that's then. the thing. There's no and laws. yet he still there's married. no laws against that. No, I'm not saying that there's no laws against it. But if it's a known common mm-hmm. fact, then you had no business marrying one, and yet you still fell in love with one, and you still married one. That's not true. And the fact, the fact that he came to find her. Oh, yeah, he's Obviously, pissed. he still had some type of feelings or well, something. Duh, well, duh, because he and said that he found a burned body, two bodies, of which was supposed to be her yeah, a baby and the and, baby. Yeah. So, to find out that your ex-wife, or your still wife, and your baby is still alive? Hell yeah, I'm gonna roll up on you. You faked your death. So You faked your death. This man, this man shows up on a horse, okay, and stuff, and like... Jude opens the door, mom shows up, mom's like, oh shit, this is my ex-husband, and he's looking and he's like, alright, which child's mine? There's three of them, and then he realizes that one, the oldest. So then, 
at this point, mom is like, Jude, go upstairs. But she only sends Jude upstairs. And then Jude is like, no, I'm not going upstairs by myself. So we all going upstairs. So she tries to get all the sisters to go upstairs. And then that's when all hell breaks loose. They try to go up the steps. Mom and Stranger are arguing. Or mom and Maddox are arguing. And Maddox is like giving her all types of pieces. Like he's ripping her right. a new one. He it's is like, pissed. You're coming home and bring them illegitimate Fact. children too. Okay, but see, this is another thing. This was another thing that I sat there. I was like, hold up. This man could have just stolen his his mm-hmm. wife and his biological yeah. child. And instead, he was like, she's my wife. I'm going to take my biological child. And the Ill- illegitimate children, who are my wife's children, will also become my children. And I sat there. I was like, Dignity, okay. Sir. Right. I was Before like, okay. You slaughtered all right, everyone. then. <laughs> okay, so then I, the, I was trying to get to that point. So then... What ends up going down is uh, mom tries to run. No, not mom. Mom didn't try to run. Dad shows up. Yeah. Regular dad. And he's like, who the hell is this? And he comes in with an axe. Yes. Trying to like defend his family and stuff. Yes. Like, Kudos for you, dude. But come on. He's a fey person. He shows up with an axe and he's ready to, to knock the hell out of Maddox. And he swings and misses and the axe and lands in the door or something and Maddox is like bet okay so dad's dead and then mom runs and screams and Maddox trying to get to her I guess in a fit of rage and I guess you would call um a crime of passion mm-hmm. he kills her accidentally I don't think he meant to kill no mom. I don't think he, he meant to kill his wife he didn't because he was even standing there stunned like oh my god what did I do yeah yeah exactly it was it was definitely more of a uh crime of passion of like just in that fit of fear like in that fit of rage he was just like you know and then he ends up killing her so then at that point you got three little girls that you got to deal with one of them who is biologically yours and so Vivian shows up and she's like, leave the other two alone. I will go with you. He's like, no, 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 no. What we're going to do is we're going to take everybody. Everybody's coming back with me. You guys are the kids of my wife. So you are now my children, regardless that you're not my blood. And he puts everybody on the horse and everybody is well, out. Jude says, <laughs> Jude was like, well, technically he swung me and Taryn up like baggage and put Vivi on the horse. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, so y'all really? Y'all really don't like humans, huh? <laughs> Y'all really the stepchildren. Y'all children. really the That's stepchildren. Really That's how um, the book opens up. And from there, I was like, even though the writing wasn't, like, it wasn't really exciting for that prologue. Yes. I was excited to yeah. see how the book was going to go from there because I was like, it opened up straight out the gate with some action and with some backstory. Jerry Springer stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry Springer shit. That's what happened. Right. So it opened up with some action right away. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, this is this is probably going to be like a an adventure, like right out the bat. Yeah. And then we get yeah. to chapter one, which is fairly short. It's like, what, two, three sentences? Just Legit. explaining yes. how Jude doesn't like fairy. It's not like home. It doesn't have fish sticks and juice Yeah, boxes. she's just like exactly but like i think those are just thoughts of a child like she was very young when she was taken like she just remembers eating the fish sticks and having the juice box and having the tv and stuff and like the fey world is completely different and so being dragged into the fey world 
even at a young age, like, obviously, you would miss the stuff that you found comfort in, you know, in the human world. Right. Exactly. And then we move on to chapter two. Yes. <laughs> and at this point, the sisters, and by sisters, we mean uh, Jude and Ter- Taryn. Jude and Taryn, yeah. Um, Jude and Taryn have adopted, or adapted to the Fey world. Very yeah. much so. Whereas Vivian is like, fuck this. <laughs> she is like, no. And that's the thing, too. Like, she's the only person that can say that and can do that because she is Maddox's legitimate daughter. For Taryn and for Jude, since they're human and humans aren't respected in the fairy world and they're being raised like fairy children, they're always reminded about how grateful they should be to be in this position and how they need to, like, uphold um, Madoc's name and household and bring him honor and stuff like that. And I wrote that Jude and Taryn obviously have Stockholm Syndrome. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because... They, look, they remember being abducted, and yet they still adore Madoc. They know he killed their parents, and yet they still adore him. They do everything in their power to make sure that he is proud of them. They view him as a father Yeah, figure. she said it's like this strange type of, like, um, love. Yep. Like, it's not, like, yeah. it's not love, but it's a unique type of no. love. And, like, even she says it, like, she's like, he's the... Even though they know that he killed their parents, he is the only father figure that they've had for a while. And and so they just want to make their dad proud, in a sense, because that's how they view yeah. him. And, like, Vivian is not having it. Vivian's like, I remember, as Vivian says, I remember our parents, and I remember the mortal world, and I remember all of that. And she's like, I don't want nothing to do with this yeah. fake world. She's like, I don't want nothing to do with and this And she shit. also made a vow um, in the book one, or in the prologue, and she was like, I vow yeah. to hate you forever. <laughs> and right, she, she is, vows to hate Maddox forever. She's sticking to that. To it. She's sticking to her guns. The first chapter is very much all about how Jude and Tyrion are adapting to this world and how they've kind of, they have Stockholm Syndrome and they love Maddox. And Maddox remarries. They have a stepmother, in a sense. And she's the one. She's the one that is constantly telling them. When they go to fake court, for instance. Right? Because that's what they're about to do in the next, in the first couple chapters. They're about to go to fake court. She tells them, don't, don't go dancing. Don't drink any of the wine. Don't eat any of the food. None of that. Because you're going to end up stuck. If you're dancing, you're going to end up stuck dancing until your feet bleed. And if you drink... The wine or something has a different effect on mortals than it does on the fae people. So, like, there's so much stuff that they have to be weary about, and yet they've been raised in this world. Right. So it's weird. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Oriana, I don't I don't particularly care for her either. Neither yeah. do I. No. And they they do mention that um her name's Oriana. She gave she gave Madoc an heir. So she did have a a boy, she had a son. And they named him Oak, mm-hmm. I think, or something. And so the girls, uh, Jude and Taryn, think of him as a brother. But Vivian's a little... Vivian's a psychopath, bro. Vivian's a little iffy. Jude, um, Jude says like she doesn't doubt that Vivian loves Oak. Like, she knows that Vivi loves yes. Oak. But that doesn't mean that she's not above teaching him bad things. Right, just to get on Maddox's nerves. And Oriana's nerves, too. Just to be like, just to fuck with them. I was like, 
Yeah. Oh. So it's a whole okay. it's a whole family like drama. Dysfunctional family. Dysfunctional family. Um, one of the most important things, well, not most important things, but one of the important things from the beginning of chapter two that I felt would be good to know moving forward was that Jude, of course, wants to secure her place in the fairy world because mortals, yes. they don't really have a place in the fairy world. So the only right. way that mortals can do that is by um, either marrying someone, like their mother did with yep. the doc, but she's like, you can see how that turned yep. out. Don't want to go down that road. Or, um, if you have like a certain skill, so you're pretty much like a court jester or a puppet or whatever. Yeah. And so she's yeah. like, I don't want to take any of those routes. Like I want to become a, a knight. I want to fight in the tournament and I want to, you know, honor my household and maybe somebody from the royal family or whatever will have me, you know, stand by their side. So she's like, yeah, she's deep in it. She definitely, yeah, she definitely doesn't want to be married into the court. She wants to, she wants to make her own way. Yeah, and like, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah, like to me, I like said there was like, okay, she's definitely like, I don't want to say delusional, but it's just very much. She's like, she's in it. Yeah. She's not trying to go back to the mortal world. She is just kind of like, this is it. Yeah, it's honestly like she can't because she was taken at such a young age, you know? So this is kind of like all she knows now. Right. So that was chapter two. We move on to chapter three. The dysfunctional family has made it to the fort. (laughs) They've made it to fake court. And before Ariana could, again, tell Jude and Taryn, hey, don't drink this, don't do this, these bitches is out. They're like, all right, bye. They're like, like, I don't need you to tell me shit. Bye. Jumped off their horses. Bye. So they go into court and here we get a bunch of description of what the court looks like. And I was just like, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> this, this is where I have a lot of my little um, tabs, sticky my notes? little sticky note tabs. Yeah. Because the descriptions of court, um, some of those I had to read over and over again. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm again. a dumbass. But I had to read those uh, about two or three times. And then when we get to um, a part where Holly is explaining about Queen Mab, who is the grandmother of... She's like Queen Elizabeth, basically. Or current king. Yeah. King. Yeah, the current king. So my thing is, she mentions... And I don't think this is super important moving forward, but Mm -hmm. just to mention how fucking confused I was. I had to sit here and reread this shit for 20 minutes. 20 minutes! I could not understand. I still don't understand. So if somebody knows, please, please reach out to me. She mentions, uh, because of the king's grandmother, Queen Mab, each of Eldred's six heirs, they have like some type of animal characteristic. And the way that she yep. describes it, like the way that it happened... Yep. It confused the hell out of me. What pages? It's on page. It's on the bottom of page seventeen, and then it goes into page eighteen. And I'm not even gonna read it because I don't feel like having a headache right now. I really don't. But the way that she describes how this happened, again, it's probably not important. But it was so confusing to me. I just had to give up on it and continue to go along with the story. Oh, okay, no, no, no. I, I got it. But I was trying to, I was trying to figure out what. Okay, so she says that Queen Mab of the House of the Green Bear. She lived as one of the solitary fae 
before she began to conquer fairy with her horned consort and his stag riders. Who's stag a riders? Consort. Okay, her horned consort. Uh-huh. Well, I know, I know that, but it's, she's. It says and okay. his stag riders. Who? I guess he had stag. Who is riders. he? Stags are her horned consort. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. So her her horned consort and his stag riders. Okay, okay, proceed. So she got to busy with the horned consort, and that is why all of the children, the Eldred Six heirs, ah, okay. have animalistic characteristics. Okay, okay, yeah. that's why I was getting confused. I was like, "What the fuck does this mean?" Yep, horned consort. What is this? <laughs> You know what? This is why I stick to my vampires, werewolf shit. <laughs> Not gonna lie, look, I've read, I've read Fae stuff before, and the ones I've read have been really neat and interesting, and they do describe stuff like this. Um, so it's interesting to read about it. It's it's really interesting to read about, like, <laughs> stupid, but. Yeah, it was just, like, that was confusing for me because I probably should have just Googled what the fuck the word was. But I was just, like, by that point, it was so much information coming in. Okay, yeah, so, like, okay, so we have Queen Mab, who is the who is the yeah, grandmother. Then, they, then you have the High King Eldred. Yes. Then you have the children. So if you go by eldest, it's Balkan. Yeah, it's Balkan. Dane. Dane. No, 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 um, it's Balkan, Elowin, and then Dane. Okay, so Balkan, Elowin, then Dane. That's three yeah. kids right there. But there's supposed to be There's a gaggle seven more. Or six. Yeah. Okay. So those are the first three that they mention. Then you have and they all have a their, few more that are entered. They all have their crew as well. Oh yeah, that was another thing that like kinda confused me a little bit. So like so I sat there, I was like, okay, so you're, what you're saying is you have a high king, all of his children, which are six kids. And then those kids have their own court. So, like, you have six different courts then. Yeah. That's how yeah, I read but it. But I think they have six okay. different courts, but the main three that are in power yeah. and influence are of the first are those three, three children. Okay. And those are the okay. ones that are always, that like, warring over influence with each other. Everything. Yeah. Gotcha. And then, of course, so you have, besides those first three, you have... How do you say her name? Cecilia? 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 She's Elowin's younger sister. Oh, girl, I don't even know. Cecilia? I didn't even Maybe. take notes of her. She is not important to okay, my Okay, wait. <laughs> wait, no, no, but I'm, what, the reason the I say kids. this is because we're counting all the kids. So, like, it's, if if it's Elowin, then you have her younger sister, Kalia or Cecil- Cecilia okay. or whatever. And then you have Princess Raya. And then you have the sixth-born Prince Cardin. Okay, so mm-hmm. he has six kids. So I want y'all to remember Prince Cardin because he is the antagonist. So that's why he's such an ass because he's the baby of the bunch he's and the he's prince. the sixth born and, he's a baby and he doesn't and he's get a any prince. love. Yeah, um, and then of course he has his crew made up of Val- Valorin, Nasicia. Uh, I think so. Locke. Yeah, and they're called the Larks. The Larks, the three meanest, fanciest, and most loyal friends. Why does this sound like? Why does it sound like Devil Wears Prada? I mean, it might as well have been, yo. It might as well have been. (laughs) So, just to keep going into, like, chapter three, after naming all of the children and stuff and coming up to Prince Cardin, 
They describe Prince Cardin almost as if he is very similar to the Darkling. He's got black hair, tall, nice looking. That is like the general description. Why are um, all of the books that we read... Um, no, no. Yes. Because from Blood and Ash... Okay, but the character... Blood and Ash, my man's was black haired and caramel skin. Still tall, handsome protagonist with dark hair. Ain't nobody coming up against Hawk. That's all I gotta say. I'm just gonna like compare every every fucking male character to at this point. That is it. He he is it. So the reason I say like keep an eye out for like Prince Cardin and stuff is because essentially Prince Cardin and his little three musketeers, they like to bully Jude a lot. A lot, a lot. Like it's not normal. Her and her sister. It ain't. I don't think you should be taking that much of an interest in one exactly. mortal in your fake exactly. court. Not, not which at all. Which is why, which is why I'm already like, okay, you're a child. You're a man boy. Mm. <laughs> you yes, are most the definitely. sixth born, so you already don't get enough love and attention. And you're like, uh, mortals. But you, you have a crush on this girl. You have a crush on this mortal girl and you don't know how to deal with it's it. It's very evident. It's very apparent that he has a crush on her because there's really no reason for you to be that fixated and bully one yes, person right. that much. And like, unfortunately, because he bullies her, he, he allows the rest of his friends to bully her. And so like, Valorin or something, he also bullies the fuck out of her. But Valorin also eyes the fuck out of Taryn. So it's almost, I like sat there, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I was like, mm. Which to me um, is confusing, because yes. I'm like, they look the same. They look the right, same. Right, they're twins. So then we move on, Jude and Taryn, like, they end up sharing an apple, and they actually contemplate dancing. That's how much in the world they are. The plan was, I... I can go on the dance floor and dance. And if you see that I can't stop, snatch me out. And then you can go on the dance floor and dance. And if I see that you can't stop, I'll snatch you out and vice versa. I was like, no, if it's that much, right. it ain't worth it. No. It is Don't not do worth it. You have it. to connect like a rope to your hip and pull you out. Right. I'm no, like, girl, it's just, not just worth it. it. Just let it be. Um, also, it's very apparent in this chapter that uh, this is the, probably the not the first time, but it's apparent in this chapter that like Jude really wants to be a part of the Fey world. Like she really wants to be a part of it. Um, she doesn't like being mortal. She feels as though because she's mortal, she's weak. Um, and then of course, this is uh, when we come into contact with Prince Card and, and him bullying and everything. And then, so I said that there was three musketeers. One of the musketeers, his name is Locke. He makes eye contact with Jude. And then he smiles because of, like, an incident. And I, like, sat there and was like, oh, this is a love interest. I was like, this right here is a love interest. Ain't no way that this man, he gonna let everybody else bully and then turn around and smile at her. I was like, nope, that right there, that's the love interest. Locke is her love right, interest. Right, because he does something, like, he does something nice for somebody so that nobody Correct. can yeah, see so him. Correct, yeah, so what happened was the incident that, that we're talking about is there was a young um, fairy boy with wings and he didn't bow when Prince Cardin came into the room. So Prince Cardin walked over and legit ripped this kid's wing. Ripped the wing. I'm, I'm sorry. And the it's boy... Not, it's not funny, but what the hell? But like, yo, he ripped the wing and then the boy is like in tears, crying on the floor. Cardin walks by him and so did the other two musketeers. And then Locke 
gets over, he helps the boy up, he gives the boy over to his friends, kind of like the good deed and stuff. And that's when him and Jude lock eyes. And when him and Jude lock eyes, she's like, oh, he did something nice. And he smiles at her almost as if he got caught doing something nice. And I was like, okay, yep, this is the love interest right here. This is the dude. It's going to be a love triangle. Locke, Jude, Cardi. Oh, you That's think it. so? Got it. Oh, All right, cool. damn. I didn't even catch I immediately I thought that. I didn't even that. think about it like that. I immediately thought that. I was like, he, I was like, Prince Cardin obviously likes her because if he didn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be bullying her as hard as he does. You have the bad boy. Then you have the good guy, which will be Locke. I was like, so it's, it's the epitome right there. It's, it's your love triangle. Right there. I guess. Well, we shouldn't call it a love triangle. What would we call it instead of a love triangle? Because technically, Cardin and Locke don't love each other. But that's the love triangle, though. Like, you have a point. Jude is the point at the top. And then she could like Cardin. We don't know. But she definitely likes Locke. So, so that right a there, love that's your love triangle. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's call it that. Sure. Yeah. Anywho. That's pretty much the end of the, the chapter. Because Taryn pulls her chapter away. Three. And she's like, stop staring yep. at them. What's wrong with you? They're going to come back here and they're going to beat our asses. I was like, whoa. Darren is not playing. She is like, listen, I'm not for being bullied like this. So maybe we should stop interacting with them. Like, And Jude is like, no, I want to give tit for tat. And Darren's like, I just want to make it through school. Darren is like, <laughs> she, I, oh, Taryn is. She's like, I just want to make it through school. Disgraceful. Uh, so then we move on to chapter four. And this is where we find out. So Jude and Taryn are, well, all three girls should be going to school. Viv- Vivi is like, fuck that, no. So the other two, because they want to appease Maddox, they go to school. But at the same time, Maddox made it a point that even though they're mortal, he wanted them to go to the same school as the Fae children. It's a good thing, but at the same time, it's a bad thing. It's like, I want them to be educated the way the Fae children are educated, but the Fae children bully the fuck out of them. So right. And it's not all it's of like, the Fae children, but no, of but course. No, but it's Prince Cardin and his three fucking exactly. musketeers. Right. But yeah, chapter four is all about them being, being bullied. I, yeah. At this point, I was just yeah, like... It's just, it's, it's just more of them being bullied. And Cardin tries to like threaten them he kicks dirt into their lunch he comes by and kicks dirt into their lunch and then he's like drop out of the tournament and i'm like but bitch but she's of course determined to go through with it and win i was also wondering too because like he does this a couple more times where he's like drop out of the tournament drop out of the tournament and i'm like well why does is he afraid like he can't fight can he he probably can't fight i guarantee you he can't fight oh yeah i mean it's really think about it like you're bullying somebody who can't even defend themselves against you. Right. And you're bullying them with three other people. Not even by exactly. yourself. With three exactly. other people. Exactly. So I was like, you're... I want to say it. No. I want to say it, but I'm not going to say it. Because I'm classy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So that's essentially chapter four. When we move on to chapter five... Tyrion and Jude are making their way home. Tyrion is talking to Jude about telling Maddox that she wants to enter the tournament. Yeah. So she hadn't she hadn't talked to him about it. So this is a chapter where she talks to him about it. And she was obviously very scared about his reaction. She didn't know if he, if he would be okay with it, if he wouldn't be okay with it, if he would like forbid her from entering the tournament, which he does because he's like you're a very good fighter 
but you're no killer. But you're not a killer. You're yeah, a killer. and she's like, and like, I'll show you. A she killer. really wants to be right. She really wants to be in this tournament. And he's just like, listen, this is probably just a phase. He's like, let's wait until next year. If you still want to be a part of it, okay. But for right now, like, let's just wait it out. And at first, she's super fucking upset. She is like, no, this isn't a phase. Like, I want to be a part of the tournament, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, my decision's final. Uh, Two things, too. I do like the fact that, you know, they allow women to be knights. Um, Mm, And also... Very important, a conversation at the dinner table. Maddox says that um, King Eldred is going to be giving mm-hmm. up his throne to yes. one of his children to rule. So he's going to choose a successor. So it doesn't go automatically yeah. to like the firstborn or whatever. He actually gets to choose. You get to yeah, pay. so he could bypass yeah. everybody. So that was interesting that like it's not by heir. It's not like it's not like by the oldest. It's by, okay, whoever I choose and deem... Which is why them siblings be in there fighting so much. No, no wonder. So like, that was interesting. That was an interesting tidbit that was like slid in there. So then move on to chapter six. And chapter six had nothing to do with all that we read. Before before we get to chapter six, at the end of chapter five, when they go to school the next day, Jude grows a pair and she oh, yes. puts salt all over Prince Cardan and Crew's lunch. And baby, they were She was like, mad. fuck y'all. She was like, fuck y'all. Right. And they locked eyes and that, that was the beginning of the war. That was it. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, that was yeah. it. So then after that, we entered to chapter six. And chapter six was like um, a misfire to me. Chapter six was like, had nothing to do with what we just read. And it was not a continuation. It legit was just Jude telling us, what, like three stories? Yeah. It was three stories about when she felt the most vulnerable and scared and furry. Oh, yeah. And it actually, it yeah. did have somewhat, it, ha- it did have um, reference to the story. It just wasn't in sequence. Okay. So I actually, this was no. my favorite chapter so far. Really? Yeah. Okay. So basically she's saying this whole time she has been afraid of this world. And so she's been living mm-hmm. by, you know, the rules to like stay in mm-hmm. this type of containment to like make sure that she's safe. Make sure that she doesn't yeah. like do anything that she's not supposed to do. Make sure that she um, doesn't get bullied more than she's supposed to make sure that people don't like notice her she doesn't stand out and shit like that and she gives us three stories three pretty serious stories about things that have happened to her in this world that make her that make her act or that have made her this way each one of these stories pissed Uh, me off each one of these stories pissed me off because i was about to say we forgot to mention in the first chapter where she mentioned she was playing with the the finger her index finger where the tip should be and i was like yeah well what happened to the tip of her finger at first i thought that it might be because if you have human stuff from the human world i thought that maybe they would be disciplining them so they cut her finger off right but no the oak what is it not the oak the ogre literally like bit her fucking finger off off. like bit her finger off and chewed it in front of her and said i hate humans Mm. like what and she didn't go to maddox she didn't say anything to maddox that's supposed to be your father figure and yet you didn't say anything. yeah then 
The second one was uh, one of the first times she went to a banquet. She was 11, and she hid under the table. And somebody grabbed her. A member of the gentry grabbed her, kicking and squirming, and took her and, like, compelled her. Because fae people can mm-hmm. compel. So, like, he took her and compelled her to drink. And so she drank. And she drank so much. And she danced so much that she got dizzy and she got sick and she yeah. threw up. And instead of somebody checking in on her and like, oh my God, are you okay? Are you good? Princess Eloween found her puking and crying and just like handed her off to Ariana like a jacket. I was just like, here you go. And then that yeah, was like, it. I believe this is and yours. And like nobody, nobody told Maddox. Nobody told Maddox. And I was just like, this is supposed to be your quote unquote father figure. This is the person you're trying to make proud. And yet these past two stories, you haven't been able to tell him shit. I was like, yeah. okay. Then the last oh one. Oh my God. The last that one. That was bad too. The last one pissed me off. And I was just like, yo. Um, so then the last one, she was like, I was 14 and Oak, their brother or half brother. Sorry. He was four. And he didn't realize at four that he could glamour, which he did. She says that he didn't realize he did it. He basically, she was playing with him and he basically. She, no, she said he, she just came out of the bath. So this whole time that he was doing it, she was in a towel or naked. Yeah. And like, he wanted to play dolls with her and like, he compelled her to like play dolls with him. And then he realized that he was controlling her. So then he went ahead and had her smack herself continuously because he thought it was funny. And I know that like children at that age, like getting hurt or something is funny to them. So he just continuously had her smack herself. So it got to the point where I think like a maid or somebody found her. They saw her red face and immediately was like, oh shit. And then they went and they grabbed Oriana and like Oriana, it doesn't say that she disciplined him in any way. And then it said that, like, Oriana has always been a certain type of way towards Jude ever since because she feels like Jude is going to try to exact revenge. And I was just like, what type of twisted mentality is this Right, she's not Vivi. But also, she's not wrong because I would have. And it would have been immediate. Like. (laughs) It would have been immediate. So that was... That was chapter six, and it was just a backstory into why Jude feels as vulnerable as she does being human in the Fae world. So then we move on to chapter seven, and now chapter seven picks off where chapter five ended, where she basically declared war on Prince Cardin and his three musketeers. Tyrion is like, girl, you done fucked up. We gotta go. We gotta go. And Jude is like, no, no, we're fine. (laughs) Not even before they get a good, like, what? two three feet into the forest to head home they get grabbed gripped up thrown into the river all their stuff thrown into the river yep and Cardin and his crew are standing Cardin and crew I'm gonna make that a (laughs) t-shirt Cardin and crew crew, yo (laughs) they're standing on the riverbank pretty much like just shouting at them being like oh yeah you thought you got away didn't you now here's something to to note the river is not a regular river there's like some type of uh, it's not a monster. It's no, like some they type call of something them, in there. They call them, um, they say it has a monstrous current and they have Nixies yeah. in there, which I think are yes. some type of like yeah. fairy piranha. Or maybe like a leech. Yeah, maybe like a leech something or something. like that. Or maybe you're right. Maybe it's, it's like a piranha. No, it's something, because it's something it, like that, yeah. It's something that eats. It's something that eats yeah. flesh. So like they threw them in there knowing that there's Nixes in this damn thing and those Nixes eat flesh. 
And I was just like, you guys are fucked up. Right. I like, this and is I was like, so this so isn't the up. cruel prince. This is the murderous prince. Because right. Because clearly you don't um, give a damn. So, right. So then Carden is like torturing Jude and he's like, you know what? I know the best way to torture her. So he compels or tries to compel Tyrion. Or no, he tells Tyrion like, oh, we'll make a deal. You know, if you leave your sister behind, then, you know, everything is forgiven or whatever it is. And then he has Tyrion kiss him on both sides of his cheek and stuff. And I just sat there, I was like, Yo. Right. It's like, like you're dude. doing the most. Right. They help Tyrion out and they try to get Tyrion to like say, I don't care about my sister or something like that. And like, Tyrion's like, that's not a part of the bargain. Like, that's not what you said. And it just, it turns into a whole shit. Cardin and crew leave. And then finally Jude can get out of the water. But like, I just sat there and I was like, this was so no. Like, just yeah. no. Like, this is just, it's just it's, too much. It's bad. It's bad. It's too much. Yeah. And I don't know so then, why they're not telling uh, Maddox about this. Maddox, I don't know why. Exactly. They end up making their way back home after that. And Jude is just like, she's just tired. She's done. She's like, yeah, tit for tat. But like, damn. Okay. So then they move on to chapter eight. And Vivi is like, hey guys, I know that you had a shitty day yesterday. How about we go to the mortal realm? Blah, 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 whatever. And they're like, okay. Let's appease our older sister. So they end up going to the mall. And the real reason Vivi wanted them to go to the mall was not to cheer them up necessarily. Right, she's like, I did this for you. No, girl, you did this for yourself. No, right. She basically wanted them to meet her girlfriend. So Vivi, she's bisexual. She's bi. That's confirmed. And she has a girlfriend who is mortal, who lives in the mortal realm. And Vivi has been going to see this mortal every so often. And the mortal started to like question her she's like well you know where's your family like you've met my family met my where's family yours? stayed at my crib my parents are ready to buy you a toothbrush right. but i don't know anything about exactly. you exactly yeah right so then what ends up happening is that's why vivi asks jude and Tyrion to like show up so that she could you know appease her girlfriend and just be like oh these are my sisters like now you've met my family and like jude is just like vivi is selfish like, we love her but she's definitely oh, yeah. selfish. And I was just like, damn, yo. Like, <laughs> this bitch can't catch a break. <laughs> she, her family's gone. She got Stockholm Syndrome. Her older sister's selfish. I was like, yo. But it's also okay. like, Vivi on the other hand, too. It's like, she was the one who was the oldest when they left. So she was mm-hmm. the one that missed the mortal realm the most. And now, mm-hmm. like, her going, with her being able to go back and forth, too, because, you know, she has the power to do so, she feels more of a connection to it. And then Heather also, yes. Heather is the name of her girlfriend. Heather also asked her to move in. And Jude and yes, Taryn are like. that was a whole nother thing. So. You gonna have you to tell her about nothing. the damn fae world that's you somewhere. Nothing. Yo. But then the funny thing is, is that they say, they tell, like they say, Maddox wouldn't even be mad if she brought Heather or if, 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 if he met Heather. She, they were like, he wouldn't even be mad. And then they were like, Vivi tries so hard. Not to be like Maddox. And yet, just like Maddox, she fell girl. in love with a human. <laughs> I was like, yo, what? Yeah. Like, she is. She's so um, she's completely selfish to put this like type of demand on them. And then she says she's also doing this for them because they can all move in with her and her girlfriend in the mortal realm. I'm like, first of all, that's a whole lot to put on your new relationship, girl. <laughs> hey! it, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Secondly, 
they don't want to live there. They've already told you they don't want to live there. So she just gets mad about that. And um, what is it? She's also trying to help Jude with like her Cardan issues. Talking about, yeah, I have like even more sadistic ways you can get back in. <laughs> like, Vivi is just. I was like, this is not helping. She's not Because helping. then Tira's like, no, 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 no. Tira's like, no, 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 no. Don't give her ideas. Don't do that. No. Yeah. So Vivi so is like, just not helping this situation at all. No. So then after they meet the girlfriend, um, they have a good time. They start to make their way back. And this boy comes up to Jude. He comes up to Jude to flirt, I believe, or at least ask her out on a date. And this chick, she's been in the Fae world way too long. She done turned around and she just okay, but him. but wait, but wait, you have to explain it because he did that thing where he grabbed her wrist. I'm not saying what he did was he right. He grabbed I'm her wrist and then tried right. to sweet talk her. Of course, I would have laid him out on his ass too. How dare you touch me? I'm not saying. I'm not saying what he did was right. I'm just saying that like he was gonna flirt with her. And he grabbed her and she turned around out of instinct. Being in the Fey world, she just turned around and she Bruh, punched. Her. It, I don't and even. I, was like, I wouldn't even chalk that up to being in the Fey world. I would chalk that up to instinct anyway. Because if somebody did that to you or if somebody did that to me, what's the first thing that we would do? Punch them square in the throat. This is true. Okay, yeah. So Jude uses that example to Vivi and is like, I can't go back to this world, obviously. Look at look at how I instinctively turned around. She's like, I can't. I can't go well, back see, to the this problem world. is you're in Maine. Um, you need to go to New York, Los eh, Angeles. Philly. That would have been natural. <laughs> go to New York. It would have been natural. Natural reaction. So then we end up, we're towards the end of the chapter and we're back at school Tyrion and Jude are eating, and, like, Tyrion ends up, somehow she ends up near Cardin. And Cardin says something to her, and Tyrion starts to cry. Which Jude, being a protective sister, immediately is like, fuck this. So she just goes straight up to Cardin, and I think she Yeah, she said him. she shoves him so hard. She, like, hard physically shoves that him. he, like, hits his back he, up he, against the tree. I was like, oh! Yeah, so, like, at that point... He was like, you're going to regret doing that. And I was just like, damn it, Jude. Damn it. I was like, no, girl. I was like, yes, finally. To me, I'm like, I'm like, I, I love that she stands up for herself. But at the same time, I feel like she doesn't know when to pick her battles. It's one thing to do it up against somebody that might be the same status as you or something. But it's a whole nother thing to do it to a prince who is known to be cool. But my thing is... Do you know what I mean? Also, my thing is, Jude is on the rated E stance. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. these hands are rated E mm-hmm. for everybody. Which I completely understand. You're fucking with me and my sister. You've been doing that. You've been messing with us this whole time. She's been compliant this whole time. It's a build-up. It's been a build-up. And now yeah. she's finally exploded. So now she is gonna fight right. him. At every step and at every turn. Every battle is going to be fought because now she's not playing by your rules anymore. And she's tried everything. She's tried to be compliant. She's tried to stay away. She's tried to be quiet. She's tried to kind of give you a little tit for tat. She's tried to like be invisible. Nothing works. So now, why not fight you back? I mean, I get it. I get it. So that's the end of the chapters. That's the end of chapter eight. Um, Mm. And so, at this point, I'm really hoping that the story picks up a little more. It was really hard for me to get through those first eight chapters, but we're sticking to it. Uh, What are the next chapters? We didn't even do predictions. Well, no, let's 
pick the next chapters and then we can do predictions. Tell me how it goes. I'm telling you how it goes. <laughs> the next chapters are. <laughs> so okay. for next time, we are going to be reading chapters 9 through 16. Um, hopefully okay. something interesting happens. <laughs> No more character building. Hopefully. We don't want it, it. If it is character building, can events. it be good character building? Can I... If I have to read one more passage about Taryn bursting out into tears... She's a marshmallow! <laughs> um. Okay, predictions. I'm gonna go ahead and... Three predictions yeah. on my end. Shoot. Okay, I do believe wholeheartedly that Cardin, Locke, and Jude will have a love triangle or love arrow okay. or whatever. I really do. I think that that's most definitely going to happen. I think because it was slipped in there that the king can choose an heir, I think that there's going to be some type of revolution or some type of coup or something because I don't think that that was just said on the fly. I think that that was slipped in there for a reason. So then the last one, I think the sisters get separated. Mm. I think because everybody seems to be on a different page, like Vivi doesn't want to be in the Fey world. So I can see her up and leaving. I think Jude is going to be pulled in a different direction because she obviously wants to be stronger. She wants to, you know, be able to defend herself. And I think Tyrion is is going to be pulled in a direction of possibly just being married off because she just seems to be like you said a marshmallow she's very quiet she's she doesn't have any like standards or any goals it seems for herself so i think the sisters will most likely towards the end of the book start to become separated or start to separate in that way yeah yeah i can see that for sure so yeah um predictions on my end like i mentioned earlier cardan definitely has a crush on jude he picks on her all the time he was trying to make her jealous when he bought Taryn out of the water and made her or made her um, kiss him. He's a child, and he, he's dealing with this the childish way. So that for sure, I think is true. Um, number two, I think Cardan doesn't want Jude to fight in the tournament because he knows how good she is. Now, mm. again, I don't know if this is because he maybe himself is fighting in it. And he sucks, or maybe because one of his friends is fighting in it, and his friends suck. Or here's another possibility: the fact that he likes her. What if he? Uh, what if he actually feels like shit? She's in danger. He's in the tunnel. Ah, that too. I feel like I feel like they're laying on super thick. That he is super cruel, and I feel like. He and I know he's bullying the shit out of her, but like it could be that like he likes her that much. Ugh, <laughs> disgusting. That's all disgusting. I'm disgusting. Okay, but yeah, that that could be a thing. Like he's he's trying to get her to drop out of the tournament because he doesn't want her to get hurt. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. number three, I think Jude is gonna become Prince Cardan's knight. Oh, that'd be mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Okay. So she's, okay. I think she's going to go to the tournament anyway because she's hard-headed. Okay. She's going to put on the green sash and fight for knightdom yeah. anyway. And Madaka's going to be pissed. He's going to be like, this Or Matt and Maddox. Maddox is going to be pissed. He's going to be like, what the fuck he gonna be I like, tell you? He's going to be like, this bitch just, just like just her mom. Just like her mama. Just straight up. 
Straight up. Straight up don't listen. Um, Right. Yeah, and then Prince Cardinal's gonna be like, ah ha ha. (laughs) Come to Papa. So. Okay. I think those are good predictions. I think that that is definitely, could be a a high possibility. Yeah. Yeah. So we will, we will see. And hopefully from there the story gets better and as the story gets better, maybe the writing will, you know, kind of flow a little bit more with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm definitely hoping. If you guys have any other thoughts, like definitely let us know if you liked it, if you don't like it, but we're not going to, we're not going to DNF it. We're not going to DNF it because we can't. No. no. We've already committed. We're going to get through it. We're already committed. We're going to get through it together, guys. Uh, Yep. Something like that. Um, Again, don't forget to follow us on social media. Um, Oh, shit. What are our tags? I don't know. You're the one that has them. (laughs) God damn it. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Listen, guys. Just stream (laughs) us. All right? Stream us and follow us on IG. And as always, thank you again for listening and for reading along. We absolutely adore you. Yes. We love you guys. And stay YA at heart. Bye. Bye.